Hello, and thank you for tuning in to Mum Talk, hosted by myself, Emma Jolin, mum to Amandine, who was born in September 2018. If you are new here on this podcast, I share my journey as a mum from pregnancy to life with a baby, now toddler, sharing all the highs and all the lows. Not only am I joined by incredibly knowledgeable guests, some experts in their field, but also mums and dads sharing their experience of pregnancy and parenthood. As always, you can trust in mum talk to be honest real and informative and provide plenty of nod along and me too moments wherever you may be thank you for listening and enjoy being part of today's conversation hello and welcome to this week's episode of mum talk this week you've got me and we're going to follow a similar layout to last week's episode of the podcast I'm going to share with you what's been going on for us and have a general natter and then I'm going to go into the Christmas discussion which we've been having on Instagram these last couple of days. Loads of you wanted me to share the results so I will share the results with you from the polls and everyone's experiences because actually almost everyone has a different thing that they're doing which is really cool and it just goes to show that you really can make your own traditions and there are lots of um, mixed kind of, you know, s- s- exactly the same as Hendrik and I, English and French or English and Spanish or, um, you know, living in a different country. So it's really interesting to hear everyone's different traditions and the taking of traditions and uh, mixing mixing them. And then I'm going to move on to your topics and your questions. There's such a huge variety. I really recommend listening to the end because something might apply. You might have a similar question and use that brilliant fast forward, 15 second fast forward button. If we're talking about, say, colic and that's just not um, in relation to you or your child, then just move on, skip it. Um, so in that section we're going to be talking about tv routines toys stopping breastfeeding christmas movies colic in-laws going back to work now i'm going to be sharing all of your experience and advice so i obviously can't share experiences on all of those things um i'll weigh in where i can and what i've experienced but i'm not going to try and guess things because there's no point in any of that which is why i have come to you guys on instagram so if you're not yet following over on mum talk podcast and you want to be involved in the discussion and offer your support to other mums maybe you've experienced something um that is asked as a question and you can um give your experience and share your experience to help another mum it's such an amazing way of doing it and thank you so much for helping me and um, for sending me messages saying how much you enjoyed last week's podcast and um, this way of doing things I think it's really cool helping each other okay so let's get started I first of all (laughs) I'm I'm glad that introduction bit's out of the way because I've done it about three times and every time my microphone's been off I didn't realize the first time I just botched it the second time my microphone was off and the third time my music was also playing the same time as um the microphone so fourth time lucky here I am again Amaldine and I have had the most amazing morning. It's just been so relaxed. Hendrik is out this morning, well, today. And I decided, okay, we're just going to stay at home. We're going to have a really chilled morning. We're kind of ones for always going out in the morning, whether it be just a walk or we go to our local park or we go on a bike ride or something like that. Amaldine on her bike. We're always out in the morning and then it's always such a rush to get lunch on the table and then nap and then everyone's knackered and then the afternoon Amandine wakes up really late and it's basically dark by the time we've got out to do anything. So I thought, let's just stay at home, let's just enjoy, let's relax. So we're going to get our Christmas tree tomorrow. So I'm actually recording this on Monday. I know, very organised. Because we're going to get our Christmas tree tomorrow, 1st of December. We nearly always do it on the 1st of December because Hendrix always off it seems that he's always off on that day and we wanted the whole day to just be all Christmassy and relax and enjoy and these things never go to plan do they I think last year it literally took us the entire day to go out get a tree come back get the decorations down put the decorations on by the end of the day we were exhausted and Amandine wasn't even you know on her feet walking around last year (laughs) so this will be interesting we'll definitely have to put the smashable decorations slightly higher up I think last year she paid zero interest in crawling up to the tree and playing with the decorations this year I think it could be a little bit different but we'll try and teach her whilst we're doing it you know try and explain to her 
that things are fragile and we have to look after them because they last year on year and lots of um, our decorations are from Germany and they're really beautiful wooden handmade wooden um, decorations and they're tight some of them are really tiny and so fragile if you drop them they'll just shatter as wood shatters but you know what I mean <laughs> they're very delicate um so we're gonna do that tomorrow um Amaldine is now napping so we did this morning I cleaned downstairs because I wanted to do a pre-Christmas clean because the room does not get cleaned once the Christmas tree is up it just doesn't happen. <laughs> so I cleaned the kitchen and downstairs Amaldine was just happy playing, which was really nice. It was really chill. Took her a while to settle into her own little vibe and her own little, you know, corner of just playing. My wonderful friend made Amaldine the most amazing activity book. It was, it's so good. It's like every piece of paper is laminated and then there's um, little circles of Velcro stuck on and then something stuck onto that that circle of Velcro. And then, so there's, for instance, a make your own super potato thing. It's really cool. I can't really explain it, but Amandine was loving playing with that. She makes a mess <laughs> and then I have to go through the whole book trying to figure out which bit goes where, but that's not difficult. Um, it's just time consuming, but it is awesome. I, I, I'm so grateful. It must have taken her ages. So if you're listening, thank you so much. Amandine loves it. Um, so yeah, she did that. And then we made a Christmas cake. I went shopping yesterday and I love fruit cake. I made my own wedding cake because um, I don't really like shop-bought or other people making fruit cake. I just, I don't know why. I just like my own. <laughs> so bad. And also I really wanted to make my own wedding cake because I didn't want a kind of a big deal one. I just wanted a really low-key one. Um and I thought it'd be fun to make it, and I had the time, so why not? I made it five, what, six, almost six years ago now. Um, so we made a Christmas cake, that's now out of the oven and cooling, and then we will ice it at some point. We'll put some marzipan and then some icing on. And then I've got these really cute little mini Santa Claus and reindeer and penguins that we can, Amandine can shovel over the top. And also some of that coloured icing, I just, I, I'll just let her go wild, because it's for us, it's not for taking to, to my mum's on Christmas Day or anything like that. So, no one to impress, <laughs> just just us to eat it. In fact, probably just me to eat it because Hendrik hates fruitcake and Amandine's never tried it and I'm not sure she'll like it because the fruits were definitely soaked in brandy. So we'll see um, if she likes it. So we made that and then we made a leek and potato soup for lunch. So we just chopped all of that up and then she helped me um, putting it all into the pot um, and we ate it. I should say I ate it because Amandine didn't. Amandine has this obsession with tomato soup and basically anything else is not going to cut the mustard. She is not interested in any other soup. <laughs> so I'm trying to just gently give her different varieties of soup. She's so far discarded butternut squash soup. She's not interested in that. I at least thought maybe we might get that because it's kind of red. And then leek and potato soup, I thought I'd try that. That was definitely a no-go. But I actually think she's been snacking all morning. <laughs> so I think she just wasn't hungry at all. So she's gone to bed. And then maybe I'll try and give that to her for dinner again. But Hendrik hates leek and potato soup. So it'll just be for Amandine and I. Um, and then what else did we do this morning? I think that was it really this morning. It was just really relaxed. Oh, we took the bins out. That was, yeah, just a job that had to be done. Um... And then this rest of this week has been really relaxed. We uh, went to forest school. I took her again to forest school. We made some really cool mud faces on trees, which was fun. <laughs> it was really fun. Amandine hates having um, dirty hands. So I, of course, had to do all of it. And Amandine just found me the eyes and the nose. But it's a great activity. You can just do it at home. So if you have a tree or even if you have a brick wall or something, just grab some mud, throw the mud on and then shape it into kind of a face. It needs to be really quite wet, soggy mud. Um, and then you just find maybe two leaves for eyes, uh, something for a nose and then something for a smile. Um, we found a block of wood that 
was like a really big red nose and we found some twigs so we made we made Rudolph the red nose reindeer um, and then we also made a really creepy looking face on a tree but it was really cool and I thought what a great activity you can take away also another activity which we did um, was drawing so we made some charcoal which I've never done before so we've made charcoal pens and this is something you could do if you have I don't know if it's sensible to do it inside your house I mean I, I don't know I don't know but if you have maybe a barbecue or if you have a fire pit so you just put these really small you try and find the smallest twigs that you can that are quite thick but quite stumpy um so as if you know like a little crayola pencil type thing um size put them all in a tin that has a lid and put a hole in the top of the tin so some of the heat and steam can escape. You put it into a roaring fire. So you want to do it maybe when you just started your barbecue or when you have just started your fire pit and the flames are really whooshing before it all goes a little bit embery. Um, leave it on there. I think she said for about 20 minutes. So <laughs> that's it's quite difficult to keep your fire going that long for 20 minutes. But I don't think she I don't think she kept the flames that high for that long um, and then immerse it in cold water until the tin is okay to touch um, and then you can remove the lid obviously be really careful removing the lid because that'll be really hot inside but and then you just have all these little charcoal pencils I thought it was brilliant and we they don't disintegrate in your hand they're literally like solid pencils it's quite messy but it was amazing. Amaldine loved it. We drew snowmen and Christmas trees and all sorts, mountains and rivers. And um, obviously none of that resembled any of those objects. And none of, that, none of her drawings resembled any of those objects. But it was a really fun activity. So I thought I would share um, all of that with you. So also this week, Kendrick and I have been very much discussing Christmas. And <laughs> since lockdown kind of... We've been put into our tears and we've been told what we can and can't do for Christmas. We are going to go down to my mum's, but after the morning of Christmas. So we're going to have a morning, just the three of us at home um, for Christmas morning, which will be lovely, or three and a half, I should say. <laughs> um, and that'll be really nice. And then when we're ready, we'll just slowly make our way down to my mum's where my sister will also be with her partner. So that's our kind of our three households merging. It's just my mum, my sister and me. Um, and I'm really looking forward to it. I really, really can't wait. But Hendrik and I have some very different views, obviously, about Christmas um, and what traditions we want to create for Amandine and who the giver of the presents are, right? <laughs> so this is one of the reasons I put the poll out on Mum Talk, because I'm really interested to know what um, everyone else does. I never thought this would be something I would have to decide on. I thought it would just be like, oh, we'll just follow on our traditions. But seeing as we have such different traditions in our house, um, it's a tricky one. So Hendrik, for instance, he's half German, half French, as you guys know. So they follow both German and French traditions. Understandably, they merged, merged the traditions, <laughs> him and his mum and his dad. Um, so they put the shoe out on the night of the 5th. So St. Nicholas comes, um, you leave a, you leave your your note basically to Father Christmas asking what you would like and then St Nicholas comes collects the note he gives you an advent calendar and he also gives you some chocolate that's that's what Hendrik got anyway um on the morning of the 6th then on Christmas Eve they had the big meal and they had presents and then Christmas day was not really a massive thing I don't think and they just, you know, played with their presents and maybe had a couple more presents on Christmas Day. I, that's my understanding of Hendrik's tradition. So when I said, and what we do in our family, before I move on to what I say, <laughs> we are stockings through and through. So we don't do anything at the beginning. We just get our tree, obviously. But my sister's birthday is on the 13th of December. 
So my mum would never, ever get our tree before her birthday because she wanted her to feel that she had, you know, a birthday and it wasn't all Christmas excitement. So we would always get our tree around the 15th, 16th of December. And then the Christmas activities would start. We'd go to a Christingle service. We'd make those oranges with cloves and um, wrap, wrap the ribbon round. And I remember that. That was really fun. I love doing that. Lots of long, crisp winter walks, lots of chocolate always around. You know, all the fun, lots of mince pies, making mince pies and jam tarts. And then a good old stocking on the night of the 24th. And I remember remembering in Santa for a really long time. And then my mum never said anything, but she, um, if your kids are listening right now, maybe it's time to tune out (laughs) and then listen when I'm not going to blow someone's cover um so yeah we would get lovely stockings and my mum would never uh, my mum never told us or or ruined the Santa thing for us the magic of Santa we she just let us come around to realizing that it it possibly wasn't real um the magic is real but actually Santa being a person isn't real um so (laughs) I think I was maybe at least like 10 maybe 9 or 10 and my mum did um like root she didn't think I believed and and I didn't really but I was just I was enjoying the magic I was really enjoying keeping hold of that magic of Christmas and thinking you know not believing but just thinking that there was something there um Santa was there my mum came in with noises of reindeers and and ho ho hoing and I obviously knew it was her and I remember going mental being (laughs) so upset like why have you ruined it I really remember that evening anyway and then that was fine because you know she was just solidifying something that I knew already I knew that he wasn't really real but I have to say that I don't remember ever any kids ever saying to me Or ever having that discussion of, oh, he's not real. You know he's not real. I I never remember having my bubble burst by other children. Um, So we had stockings and then Christmas Day would always be the big day. So we would have presents under the tree early in the morning. Then we would have Christmas lunch. We'd always have Christmas lunch quite late. Um, So Christmas lunch was almost a Christmas, early Christmas dinner for us because we like to make the most of the day and go outside for long walks. And I never really, no one ever wanted mum's, you know, slaving over the stove in the kitchen. Um, And she didn't want to either. We did used to have quite big Christmas family gatherings when I was little, but now it's just um, kind of immediate family. And if we're lucky enough to be joined by some other family, that's lovely too. Um, But normally it's just us. And I, to be honest, I really like a quiet Christmas. Um, I, I like not having to you know, put on something really smart. So now we go for a swim in the sea. We do, yeah, we do some presents. We have breakfast, we go for a swim, we go for a walk, we come back and then it's basically dark. So we have Christmas dinner. Um, And then we open more presents after Christmas dinner and then we just play games and puzzles and watch Christmas movies and it's all fun. And then Boxing Day is like the day where you actually get to swoon over your toys and play with your toys and things. So we're trying to find a compromise. So I massively compromised on the stocking, I feel. Hendrik doesn't believe in stockings. I remember making him two when we first got together. One, the first year, I think he was just like, oh, yeah, that's great. Okay, we're dating. This is fine. The second one, he was just like, I really don't see the point in this. This is all tat. I don't need any of it. It's all just tiny little presents which are useless. (laughs) like that's not the point that's not the point but okay I get your point and he was like please just don't bother doing me a stocking anymore (laughs) so maybe my stocking was just really lame and I should just make him a much nicer one this time around um but also they cost a fortune anyway so we are going to make a bigger deal of the um fifth and sixth slipper thing so when Amaldine puts out her slipper with her note we're go- that's the time when we're going to give her an advent calendar um a new book some christmas pjs a chocolate um Hendrix bought her like this rudolph funny rudolph brace like snap bracelet thing um and 
yeah, so we're going to give her that. And then I also think that because we do that at the beginning, it gives her the whole of December pretty much to wear her Christmas PJs, to get excited, to wear her Christmas band, rather than just to kind of I, the night before, which would be a Christmas Eve box, or the morning of, um, when she's going to be so ridiculously spoiled. Anyway, Hendrik, <laughs> Hendrik has already been like, can you call your sister? Can you tell her that she has to only buy one thing for Amaldine and make sure her partner's going in on the one thing with Michelle like we don't want too many presents I'm like geez it's not our decision to make like I mean it is a little bit but it's we can't then control how many gifts people everyone's giving her so I said um I said to my sister I was like if you get more than one thing just wrap it in the same parcel and then technically it's one present (laughs) so that's how I got around that and also I kind of you know if people want to spoil Amandine that's fine let them spoil her in in my opinion um I don't want to start laying down the law you know obviously if it got ridiculously out of control then fine but I really don't think it is this year because we've already kind of issued some guidance to our family over (laughs) over what kind of how many things they should be buying obviously we're in an incredibly privileged position to rein in our family and say you know please don't buy her too much um and please buy her little things and I also think that Amandine gets really overwhelmed I think most kids do almost get really overwhelmed if there's one big toy it's almost better than lots and lots and lots and lots of toys because then they're a bit like oh I don't know where to start I don't know where to start and it's a bit of a panic um my mum's bought her a beautiful doll's house so I'm really interested to know um if it if she if she plays with it at two and a half um because I know kind of dolls houses they can be anywhere from like two until three until you play with them so it'll be really interesting to interesting to see but we'll move on to recommendations probably next week of gifts and things um I haven't done a gift guide I'm sorry I haven't um I can share with you what we've bought Amandine um Hendrik and I have bought her a um a suitcase <laughs> which is ridiculous it's like a bright pink penguin it's absolutely ridiculous we've bought her she loves duplo and so we've bought her this zoo set for duplo that's probably the thing she plays with most is her duplo set that she got for her birthday from her great auntie um and we've also got her oh I made her a little photo album so she loves looking at photos of herself so I made her this little photo book of pictures of Amandine um I think that's it I think that's what we've got her. Because I know that, yeah, my mum's getting her a doll's house and my sister, I'm not entirely sure, but, um, yeah, it's plenty. It's absolutely plenty. So, this issue about who brings the presents. In Hendrick's opinion, all presents should be from Santa. So, all presents under the tree, every tree should be from Santa. So, that's our tree at home, my mum's tree, (laughs) and then his Hendrik's mum's tree when we go to France. Now, in my opinion, that just doesn't work because how does Santa know that Amandine visits all of these houses? So I think that the presents under the tree, there should be one or two presents from Santa under our tree. And then there should be one or two presents from Maman and one or two presents from any that we've been given to give her from friends or family that we're not going to see. And then when we go down to grandma's, my mum's, and see my sister, those presents are from grandma and my sister, in my opinion. Because I also think that when Amandine comes to realise that Santa isn't real, and my friend actually said this, um, text me this, and I think it's a completely valid point, when she comes to realise he isn't real it'll lessen the blow if she knows that some of the presents, it's not just Santa that brings presents. It'll, it's also mum and papa. It's also grandma. It's also auntie. You know, it just, it just lessens the blow (laughs) and the big fat lie that we're telling about Santa. Although we're not lying. We've never actually said he's a real person. Um, so he's just a, he's, he's a magical we're essentially saying that Santa is a magic is magic and the reindeer are magic. It's all magic, is what we're saying. Um but yes, so Hendrik and I are trying to figure this out and we're highly disagreeing. Um so I'm gonna share with you what the polls came through as 
on Instagram. So first one, do you do stockings or Christmas Eve boxes? So 80% of you do stockings, 20% of you do Christmas Eve boxes. I think Christmas Eve boxes is still quite a new thing. Then I went on to ask, neither or something else? So if you don't do stockings or Christmas Eve boxes, do you do neither or something else? 80% of you said neither and 20% of you said something else. So if you answered something else, I asked what? <laughs> and pretty much everybody said both. Um, some are traditions, Spanish traditions. Um, but yeah, most of most of you said both. Like box has PJ's story and a hot chocolate. Stocking has bed toys, breakfast treats, um, tiny little things. Um, one of you mentioned that you do a homemade advent calendar um, with tiny treats and then a special gift for the 24th. Uh, so I did that last year as well, and I'll probably do it this year, but instead of putting treats in, I'll probably do something that we're going to do every day. So maybe Christmas cookies, maybe gingerbread men, maybe going to see reindeer, maybe going to the garden centre, maybe going on a Christmas walk and finding leaves. I'll probably think of activities to put in rather than gifts, because Amandine, as you know, <laughs> is getting chocolate for potty training. So she really does not need any more chocolate. Um... So, oh yeah, there's um someone wrote about a Danish-British fusion and I'll actually read you her message um, and experience later because it's really cool. The traditions sound really, really lovely. Okay, so the next question was, do you give presents on Christmas Eve or on Christmas Day? So 6% of you, which I thought was really interesting, um, said Christmas Eve, 94% Christmas Day. I related this question to are you from the UK or from other? So 83% of you are from the UK, 17% from other because I think that really does re really does depend on where you're from. For instance, you know, if you're in France, then it's mostly done on Christmas Eve. Who are the presents from? So here's where we get into the real nitty gritty. And this was close. Father Christmas, 55% of you. Loved ones, 45% of you. However, I think the poll potentially wasn't particularly clear because I then went on to say, or both Father Christmas and loved ones. And for that, 91% of you said, yes, it's both Father Christmas and loved ones. 9% of you were no. So to clarify, I said, if you answered yes, does Father Christmas bring one or a special few presents or a stocking and the rest are from loved ones? 88% of you said yes, 12% of you said no. If you answered no, does Father Christmas bring all the presents under the tree? 20% of you said yes, 80% of you said no. Now... <laughs> If you say have Christmas morning at home and then go to the grandparents, does Father Christmas go there too for your little one or are those prezzies from grandparents? 88% of you, grandparents, 12% of you, Father Christmas. So Hendrik is not alone here, which I find interesting. <laughs> Hendrik is not alone in this. Um, okay, so experiences, which some of these are really lovely. Well, they're all really lovely. They're all really lovely. Okay, so never got any special or main presents from Father Christmas. It was just a stocking which contained random stuff. Yeah, that's kind of what we had. Um, we have a Christmas Eve box with PJ's hot chocolate popcorn and a storybook. Then we will usually wait, I'm assuming that's until Christmas Day, um, for the rest. Okay, um, oh, a couple of the, which I've read before, this theory about... We say Father Christmas brings presents, but mummy and daddy pay. Otherwise, children wonder why their friend have wanted everything they've ever wanted. And another friend had got one game. I completely understand that theory. Um, I think maybe for, yeah, I guess you can start that whenever, but more important when it's older kids for sure, yeah. Um, our toddler isn't two yet, but we'll tell her the truth about Father Christmas from day one. Nice. Don't think we will do stockings with little one until she's able to understand three-year-old, maybe. Yeah, I definitely I definitely think if, if Amandine... Um, actually, Amandine would understand if we gave her a stocking. She would understand it was from Father Christmas. Hendrik has gone all out with explaining Christmas, so she is well aware. She can name all of Santa's reindeer. <laughs> yes, I know. We've been at it. Well, Hendrik's been at it since the end of September. Um, Christmas tree presents are little extra presents for when everything else has been given. 
My brother used to insist all gifts were from Santa for his kids, which made the rest of our family... Oh, I can't see the rest of your message, but I think it... I think... I'm sure I read the rest of that message. But essentially, the rest of the family um, sad because they'd gone to all of the effort to get the presents and to... And I get that. I get that. And I sometimes... I think that that's a really lovely joy in gifting presents, isn't it? You get to see the reaction. They get to see your reaction. Also, one thing one of my friends mentioned is thank you notes. Now, Hendrik apparently has never written a thank you note in his life, which I think is really bad. I have always written thank you notes. I still always write thank you notes. And I would pretty much, my mum my would always give us cards and paper to write our thank you notes on in our stocking. So we would always have them there. So we would write down our list when we were opening presents, who gave what, so we could make sure we wrote a lovely thank you note to say thank you very much. And that was just part of Christmas. You say thank you. Now, if every single present is from Santa, you're going to write, ton of Christmas cards to different Santas and then post them off? Well, I don't think so. So I need to explain this to Hendrik and say, well, no, I want Amandine to be grateful and show gratitude for what she has given. And if every single thing is from Santa, then that's just not going to work. Okay. Um, I have an 18-month-old starting to question whether we'll even do Santa at all. Yeah, it's a really tricky one. I mean, Hendrik just went all in. I don't think we even thought about it. But we we have been very much together on creating the magic of Christmas. And I think that Santa, Father Christmas, St. Nicholas, Père Noël, whatever you want to call him, is a real... It makes it a lot easier, maybe, to create the magic of Christmas. Um... Okay, we've done Christmas Eve boxes, an excuse to buy more gifts as we don't give many on Christmas Day. Started a stocking last year, um, as was asking about Father Christmas. The child was two years and nine months. Baby will have one too. Only stocking is from Father Christmas and all other gifts are from givers. I think that means he'll believe it for longer. I completely agree. I think they will, yeah. Uh, best to keep little gifts from Father Christmas and bigger from families. It stops kids who got less feeling like some reason Father Christmas didn't think they were as worthy as others. Understand that too. Um, mixture of German and UK traditions. We've gone all out decorating. As the little one's so excited. Lots of Christmas crafts and baking. Yeah, I think that's awesome. This is this is a brilliant idea. I wrap Santa's presents in brown paper and they're only ever gifts they've asked for. Which I think is key. Um, and... Yeah, I think that I, I completely agree again because you know you're asking Santa potentially if, if we do this slipper thing, Amaldine is asking Santa for something, and if she then gets all of these presents that she hasn't asked for, I don't know, it's a bit confusing, I think. Um, read a post saying expensive presents should be from parents, not Santa, so kids can't compare. Yeah, I agree. Um, we have Christmas alone, then meet in January with the other side of the family and exchange gifts. I imagine that's quite difficult then. Um, Santa brings one present and fills stocking presents by the rest, appearance by the rest and send to Santa. He decides how many. That's interesting. Um, yeah, that's an interesting way of doing it too. See how many amazing experiences there are. They're so brilliant. Okay, so here we go. Um, there are some more here. We do a Christmas Eve box with PJs, hot chocolate, popcorn. Then we'll watch a Christmas film, go to sleep. In the morning, come downstairs and open presents. Everything under the tree, bought by us and some loved ones if they want to, is from Santa, made by the elves in the workshop. Later in the day, when family come for Christmas dinner, then loved ones will give their one or two special presents that weren't under the tree from Santa. We do sometimes do stockings, but they won't have set things in just anything small we've bought that will fit in an orange sweets chocolate um and my partner and I gift each other a stocking but we always set a budget yeah which is brilliant um my husband's family have all of the tree and stocking presents from father christmas 
To me, that makes no sense. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. Stocking was always from Father Christmas and tree from family and friends. We have a three and a half year old boy and 11 month old baby, so I'm excited about this first year. Uh, we're doing Christmas Eve boxes for the first time with PJs in, a letter from Father Christmas, and then Christmas morning will be stockings and under the tree presents. Um, yeah. That will be lovely. Um, what else? Oh, this is the Danish and British fusion one. So I'm Danish, my husband's British, and we now live in France. So I suspect some French traditions might slip in as our little one grows. We pick our favourite bits from each culture. In Denmark, you celebrate with dinner and presents the evening of the 24th. We're doing dinner on the 24th, but presents morning of the 25th. That way the little ones won't have to wait all day for gifts or get overtired staying up late and no one slaving over dinner, unable to enjoy unable to join in the joy of presents i think that's such a good idea for dinner we also pick the best bits father christmas brings the presents but he just he's just the delivery man and gifts are from family and friends father christmas also has an elf that brings little gifts each sunday of advent but again he's the delivery guy and the gifts are from my sister the little one's auntie this is a danish tradition that we've kept i love the fact that we have a lovely fusion of different traditions and we pick what works for us that's awesome. So this is another um, husband and wife who are French and English. So her husband's French from East France. Um, and they do the same as us. So St. Nicholas comes to give them a gift on the 5th of December. Then Père Noël brings them one gift on Christmas Eve or day. In his family, they all open one gift on Christmas Eve at a big meal and have the rest of the presents on Christmas Day. It's our first Christmas with our little one. So we're going to try and mix the two this year. Um, so yeah, that's, <laughs> that's the same as Hendrik, but Hendrik doesn't just want one or two gifts. Anyway, so there you go. That's everyone's experiences. So I don't have an answer at the minute because, um, Hendrik and I haven't discussed it in full. <laughs> so we will, um, discuss it more. And then I will tell you what we decided next week on the podcast, which, by the way, I think is the last episode of um, this series next week. And then we'll be back in Jan. Throwing that one in there very briefly. Let's move on to your questions, um, because I'm aware that this podcast is already moving quite um, along, quite far along. Okay. I didn't have this question, I didn't have time to put this question out to everybody because it came in this morning, I think, or late last night, but TV for toddlers, is some okay and how much is too much? I'm just going to share our experience. Amaldine gets about an hour of TV before dinner because it's the only way that I can prepare dinner. <laughs> Hendrik normally works out at that time and um, I need that time to make dinner and just get my head straight and wash out her potty if she if we've been out in the afternoon and stuff. So we, she gets an hour. She doesn't get any in the morning unless unless she's ill, and then maybe she'll get a bit more TV. Um, yeah, that's it really. Routines with newborns and toddler, who's three. I'm doing January. Oh, we will talk about this because I have no idea. I have no idea. The only thing I can say is that when I was talking to the sleep expert who came on the podcast a few podcasts ago, um, very much said, you know, for the first few months, the baby just fits in with what the toddler wants to do. And then um, when it starts to become important for sleep, the toddler has uh, a quiet time or downtime reading a book or maybe watching something or um, and that's how you get through the day. But we will talk about it more because obviously I'm going to be coming into that as well. Um, so yeah, I'll talk about it more. Um, ch -ch -ch -ch, uh, how is Hendrik coping without seeing his parents for such a long time and knowing that Amandine can't see her grandparents? Are you doing lots of Skyping, sending photos and videos? I'm living in Spain and we haven't seen our parents since last Christmas and it's really hard knowing that our parents and my little girl are missing precious time together. Yeah, he's really struggling actually. We Skype every single day with his grandma um, and grandpa. Not so much grandpa, but his grandma is... Oh, Amandine's grandma. 
is there all the time. Yeah, it's really, really difficult, isn't it? I think this must be happening to so many families who live abroad or whose parents live abroad. Um, he is struggling with it, especially because his parents are really quite elderly, um, although you wouldn't know it if you saw them, they're so active. Um, and it's massively missed time, yeah, massively missed time, and he gets really upset about it. We see his parents every two months, so that's been a huge, huge change for Hendrik, and um, there are no flights at the minute anywhere close to us when normally there would be through January through to March. So I think that's been a real struggle for him these last few weeks is just coming to terms with the fact that we probably won't be going anywhere. And then by the time uh, we can, potentially, I'm going to be too pregnant to fly. And then I I don't particularly want to have my baby in France. I would quite like to have the little boy at home. (laughs) So, well, not necessarily at home, but within within distance of my home so I can come home and get settled um so yeah I think I'm gonna have to come to be okay with the idea that Hendrik will have to take Amandine out if I can't fly so he can so they can go and see the grandparents because they also can't come over when the baby's born really um for a few reasons but mainly their health so it's tricky it's kind of saying to him, well, actually, no, you can't go until we're looking at July, <laughs> which isn't fair of me. So I think I will have to somehow find the strength and not be too anxious about Hendrik taking Amandine for a week over there. It takes a good 10 hours to get to Hendrik's parents. So it kind of does need to be a week, really. It's a long time. Um, but we'll talk about that <laughs> next series. Um, okay, so I will ask the rest of the questions with your responses because I put them out on Instagram. This is brilliant. So, okay, toys, 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 toys. The question was, the question was, toy recommendations for 18-month-old, Worry we, worried we don't have enough or the right kind of thing. I felt like that constantly with Amandine. And every time I'd go over to other people's houses, I'd be like, oh, they've got so many toys, so many variation of toys. I feel really bad. But then I also realised they don't need much at this stage. If they're getting out and about, they're looking at all of the different things. They want to touch things. So you can just grab some plants from or some leaves from the garden and, you know, a toilet roll or... Um, you know, things that aren't breakable. It's not, I don't necessarily think it's all from, well, it isn't all from toys. We know that. Okay. Wooden toys, kitchen cleaning mop, um, bath toys. So Amandine actually really wanted, but we didn't buy it for her, really wanted um, the set from Melissa and Doug, I think it is, which is like a mop and a broom and all that kind of thing. And then she also wanted a shopping trolley with all of the fake food in um but we also didn't buy that her that either so <laughs> we're so mean uh brio train set yeah amandine loved hers but we have now put it away because it was just lying around for ages and we don't have a playroom so it was just really getting in the way and i feel like rotating the toys is a really lovely idea and she'll think it's brand new in a few months but yes she loved it absolutely loved it my boy, almost 18 months now, he loves mega blocks and Santa will bring stickle bricks and a wobble board. Cool. Stickle bricks. Never heard of stickle bricks. Amandine has a wobble board. She doesn't really use it as a wobble board. <laughs> That's a really weird word to say really quickly. Um, she uses it as a seat to sit up against a little box that she has and she does her colouring and things and she climbs on it and things. Um, simple shape puzzles, stacking and sorting. Yeah, stacking and sorting for sure. So we found Amandine, um, we have a nine piece puzzle for her and she's only really just getting it now. So that's two years and two months. Um, I think most puzzles are from the age of three, but if you have like a four piece puzzle, yeah, definitely. I think that'd be really cool. Um, Cub (laughs) Hendrick. (laughs) I don't know why Hendrick messages me on here. He's on his phone so much more than we actually talk in person. It was so funny. He tried to talk to me um, the other night through text because we're sleeping in different rooms at the moment. And um, 
he tried to talk to me through text and I just didn't reply and in the morning he was like why didn't you answer me it's like because you don't talk to me in the day I don't want to be talked at through text (laughs) he's so cheeky he said a cardboard box and that's so true Amandine was a really late walker so by 18 months she was only just starting to take little steps and she loved crawling through and then walking through cardboard boxes and we still have the box that our Cybex car seat came in that's what over a year on now and she still loves it she still goes in there she's drawn all over it um colored it in uh she goes in there to read a book sometimes she just really likes it so don't underestimate a cardboard box mini three-wheel indoor plastic trike cool a pickler triangle just getting into the kitchen a pickler triangle. Is that one of those things that, those wooden things that you climb on? Is that what that's called? Is that called a pickler triangle? I'm not sure. It may well not be. That could be something completely different. <laughs> Google it. I have no idea what it is. Cars, toot toots, and wooden blocks. Uh, shape sorters and peg puzzles, percussion instruments, xylophone, tambourine. Amandine loves her tambourine. Books with noises, yeah, definitely. Duplo, definitely. Another Pinkler triangle. I'm going to have to Google this. I don't know what that is. Uh, board books, stickers, bath toys, bath books, wooden instruments, stickers. Amandine loves. Simple blocks for stacking, stacking towers, ride-ons, Pinkler triangle. Seriously, what is a Pinkler triangle? And balls, yep. Yeah. Shape sorter, wooden farm, play kitchen, uh, play kitchen, pretend food, doctor set, flashcards. God, I wish I'd asked you guys. You guys are amazing. What brilliant ideas. Vehicles, stacking cups, anything with wheels he can push, Lego Duplo, cars, trains with a track, um, shape sorters, cars, animals, anything with hiding places, stacking blocks, Duplo cars, football, Wobble board, grapat. Yeah, Amandine has tons of grapat and loves it. It's expensive, but I really think it's an investment. It's lovely. Um, giant cardboard houses. Yes, to colour in. We got ours for £9 in Aldi. A wooden car ramp, train track and kitchen. Yeah, I have seen the ones that you can colour in. They do look really cool. Um, but I always worry that I'm just going to chuck them anyway at some point when I've had enough. So I don't really want to spend money on something I'm going to chuck. I'd rather just wait for something to come in a big box. Uh, being outside in sticks, yes, yeah, we we do most of that, pretty much. Wooden play, kitchen and accessories, stacking, push toys, cars, balls, bubbles, toy animals, pop-up tent. Okay, so if you're listening and that was your question, that's a lot of recommendations. <laughs> it's brilliant, but clearly Google Pickler Triangle because no idea what that is. Okay, next question. Um, stocking ideas for a two-year-old. Okay, we'll do this one quickly because we've. I think you can get a lot from that as well. Arts and craft bits and bobs, colouring books, small puzzles, books, Dr. Zig's bubbles, fun socks, bows, neckties, uh, small stuffy, a snuggly animal, and dinosaurs. Blank peg dolls, wooden ten frame, I don't know what that is, with felt balls, crayons, paint palette, rolling pin, bath bomb, hot chocolate stirrer, Lanky Cade figures. Oh, I know those. I'm not sure I'm pronouncing that right, though. Satsuma, Little Cars. <laughs> Hendrix also written, which he just must remember from him being a boy, and I'm pretty sure he would. Maybe I should Maybe I should get him some of these. Maybe this is a hint that he wants to play with these things. Gooey figures that you throw on windows and they slowly make their way down. Has anyone else played with those? If you're listening and you're, I don't know, that's fun. Okay, I might buy him some of those if I can find them. Bubbles, crayons, socks, books, shakers, bath crayons, girly hair bits, chalky coins, arts and crafts, mini pullback cars, spinning tops, stickers, fruit. Oh my god, there's loads. Finger puppets, bath crayons, mini board books, play-doh, oat bars, not too sugary toddler snacks, bubble bath, magnetic fishing game. Yeah, that was we gave that to Amaldine for one of her main Christmas presents last year. She loved it. Paint and arty bits. Well, of course, you're a painter. <laughs> um, little rabby bits, toy animals, cars, Play-Doh, orchard toy games, sticker books, torch, colouring pens, flashcards. Oh, goodness, I think this is all repeating now. Nesting dolls, gloves, wooden digger, toothbrush, bath crayons, figurines, treats, character toothbrush, stickers, um an orange, well yes, yeah, like Suma, toothpaste, toothbrush, small book, hair bobble, 
Everything else is repeated. A slinky. Don't know what a slinky is. Amazing. Okay, there you go. Anyone that's doing a stocking, there you go. Okay, what if you don't want to tell your child Father Christmas is real, but also encourage them to keep the secret for others? Great question. <laughs> oh, I'm really sorry, but someone's put kill the moral. Okay, we celebrate St. Nicholas's feast day. Easier to share what others think of as Father Christmas. Okay. Um... <laughs> We plan to say it's a fun game people like to play and it's nice to let people pretend if it... Oh, I don't know what the rest of your answer is. That was one of two. It's not here, I'm sorry. Magic of Christmas is different for everyone and that some believing in Santa is important. Yeah, that's lovely. We're going to explain Father Christmas as a myth, so tell the story but not to the point of saying he's real. This was covered on the self-help podcast. I really recommend that episode. Yeah, awesome. Go and listen. Um, Some people believe that in our family we send each other gifts, something like that. Uh, I would go along the same lines of how you explain different religions, i.e. it's not what we believe, but others do, and that's okay. It's not okay to push your beliefs on others. Yeah, I still think it's really difficult really difficult because you get asked why 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 don't you um but yeah really difficult and so hard if you're the parent of a kid who has ruined <laughs> sander for somebody else because that is tough too and my friend was telling me about that experience and it's tough it's tough on the parents as well who have created the magic of santa and christmas and then having that balloon popped by another kid is really difficult Okay, I think that's almost the end of Christmas-related questions. (laughs) Advice on stopping breastfeeding. My baby will be one next month and I return to work. Cool, okay. Oh, again, loads of responses. This is amazing. Um, Again, if if none of this applies to you, just skip forward. Um, Plan to wean off breastfeeding gradually and introduce one formula feed at a time. Consistency and don't be hard on yourself once you've started to stop. Stop. Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. Um, don't need to stop if you don't want, and don't need to pump either. Baby and boobs will adapt to together time. Stop one feed at a time, keep bedtime feeders the last one to stop, partner then puts to bed. Yeah, definitely stop one feed at a time. I I stopped two feeds really close together, and my boobs were horribly painful um I did do a massive podcast on that I'll try and find the episode but um yeah definitely try and do put big gaps between stopping the feed you don't need to stop if you don't want to although I get the idea that you want to um feed when together solids when you're not I went back to work at 11 months, just took a couple of weeks to find our new rhythm. Adapt just like our bubbers. I feed my little girl until she was 16 months first time around. Breastfeeding doesn't have to stop just because of going back to work. Our bodies are amazing and will adapt. Um, fairly, ooh, uh, fairly sure we drop one feed at a time over a number of days and then drop another. Oh, that was all one message from you, Lucy. Sorry. So basically all of those things were one message. Sorry. Um, Sorry, my advice is basic, but make sure your baby is really, really hungry. Then give them a bottle. Please share the advice. I just stopped. He was 15 months. I was three months pregnant. Couldn't do it anymore. Uh, Cold turkey when you are at work. Maybe best. Out of sight, out of mind. Try explaining milk is done. Yeah, so many different ways of doing it there. And I really think it just depends on what you want to do. I did with Amandine was very naturally came to a stop at 14 months, pretty much to the day. Um, We stopped one feed, then we stopped another. And then she just didn't want the nighttime feed anymore. Um, And she was just really happy with taking milk from a cup. She never really got on with the bottle. She had it a few times, but not really that interested to be honest um and then she's never really she she hasn't really had that much milk from then on to be honest um we give her dairy in or we give her kind of milk in other ways through dairy okay uh this question is oh it is another christmas one any recommended movies to illustrate the idea of santa and the elves good question elf 
Arthur's Christmas, Miracle on 34th Street, where he signs. Magic. Arthur Christmas again, the Santa Claus 80s version with Dudley Moore and Klaus on Netflix. We watched Klaus. It was very good. I thoroughly enjoyed it. (laughs) Coping with colic. Okay, good question. Baby massage. Interestingly, the sleep consultant has written, overtiredness more often than not is the main issue when it comes to colic. Subtitles on the TV and stay positive, it will pass. Buy a baby rocker, um, e.g. four mums, to help keep calm. Remember it will pass. My boy was eight weeks when it stopped. Baby massage, keeping upright 20 minutes after feed. Take for a walk in sling or pram, even if it's late. Sling time, tiger in the tree hold. Look after yourself, it can be very stressful. Bicycle legs every night before bed. Take turns with your partner and take a break from the cries. Also gripe water. It gets better. Try gripe water if you haven't already. Cannot recommend a cranial osteopath enough. Cured my IG with one session. Look into it. Okay. Brilliant advice. Uh, Next question. How to deal with mother-in-law and or father-in-law input? Mm, Good one. Loads of advice here. Do your own research and decide what's right for you. Weigh up their advice. Be nice, but give your own opinion or just smile, say thanks, then do your own thing, like planning a wedding. (laughs) Move to another country. (laughs) Thank you for sharing what worked for you. Partner and I are doing what works best for us. Stay quiet, stay classy, let them talk. Ultimately, you decide anyway, so they don't matter. Use COVID restrictions to your advantage if you can't be asked seeing them. That's like Hendrik and my (laughs) mum. he basically uses COVID to his advantage so he doesn't have to see her. Um, My mum is lovely, by the way. Nod and smile, then say how happy you are in the way you're doing things. Smile and nod, another one. Listen to their advice, but make them aware of your parenting style and desires for your child. Listen, acknowledge and thank them. You still don't have to do what they say if you don't agree. Thanks so much for your input, but I think I'm going to try this way. Everyone's very polite. Share articles, podcasts that explain why you parent the way you do. Nice. You really can't argue with that, can you? Thank them for the advice. Tell them about your choices. Helps if you can say the peed or midwife gave you the advice. Or say something like, that's interesting. I can see why you did. I've chosen this way because. Um, Oh, that's interesting. Our doctor recommends this. So that's what we do. That's not how we are parenting our child. We are doing this. All very polite responses. Last question. How to deal with going back to work and balancing it all? So I tried to answer this question last week, but I really didn't succeed. Um, So wonderful, wonderful list of experiences here. Be kind to yourself and accept it will be hard before it gets easier. Who knows? (laughs) Go back um, in and find a partner who helps more. Take time and patience. It's a big adjustment for all. Don't put too much pressure on yourself. You can totally have a career, family and social life, but only two of those three at once. (laughs) Be kind to yourself. The juggle is real and sometimes you drop the ball. Yes, everyone does. I don't think you have to be at work to drop the ball. Get a weekly schedule on the wall. It's a godsend. Get evening meals, etc. prepped on non-work days so that you can maximise evening time with baby. Yeah. Um... Oh, that was the end of your message, but let me try and do the beginning. Remind yourself why you are returning, hopefully for yourself to earn a bit more so you can treat your family, little one. Take time before you return to settle baby into new childcare if you can so you aren't dealing with any wobbles for the first time whilst getting your head around returning to work. You can't. (laughs) Do your best and accept that's enough. I find compartmentalising helpful. Yeah, totally. Keep in mind that the kids are getting so much out of being at nursery and don't feel bad. The idea is a lot worse than reality. Try to be organised, get everything ready the night before to avoid a morning rush. Allow yourself to be a bit shit at work. (laughs) Put that bottom of the pile. Nice. Lower your expectations, ask for help. Have confidence you are making the right choice for you and your baby. You will just make it happen and know that you are amazing for doing so. Don't try and do everything, planning your week food etc really helps. Fill the freezer with dinners. Get all the little jobs done. Good luck absolutely oh thank you all so much for sharing your advice that has been so incredibly helpful 
to me, actually, to me, listening to all your advice, especially about Christmas, but also going through all of those topics, I think is, is, has been really helpful. Um, and I'm sure there are lots of mums on there, especially those who ask the question, who will be very, very grateful for you sharing your experiences and your advice. And essentially just knowing that none of us are alone in any of this, you know, none of us are alone in this. So it is lovely to um, feel supported and to know that there are others out there experiencing the same thing. I'm going to love you and leave you because we've hit an hour. My goodness, we have hit an hour. Amandine's going to wake up any minute, I'm sure, and I want to ice that Christmas cake. If you're not yet subscribed, please do subscribe. Please write over a review if you haven't already. Um, I really, really appreciate it. As you know, it helps um, others to find the podcast and to um, benefit from the support of our community. I'll put more things out on Instagram over the next um, week where we can... Sorry, it's my calendar going off. Um, where we can connect and also share what we want to talk about next week for the last episode ah, before Christmas. Um, and then we'll be back early January, which will be really, really nice. All right, lots of love to you all. Have a lovely rest of your week. I will see you next week. Bye.